I don't think music became suddenly important. There are very important, uh, clear historical reasons for that, and that's the name of uh, Jean Sibelius. So I think that because of this uh, composer as such could be in the eyes of Finnish people somebody important and, and serious. That's Finnish composer Kaija Sariaho talking a little bit about the enduring legacy of Sibelius in Finland and this incredible impact that he's had on musicians there. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. This is the first in a two-part series that we're calling In the Field, Finland. My producer Jesse McCorders and I had a wonderful opportunity to travel to Helsinki and spend two weeks talking to composers, performers, publishers, the head of Music Finland, anyone we could think of who's contributing to this incredible musical landscape. You might ask, why Finland? Well, Kaisari Aho is only one name from Finland who is appearing on programs throughout the world lately. And we thought to ourselves, why is a small country like Finland having such a disproportionately large impact on the global classical music scene? We talked to the head of the Sibelius Academy, Thomas Albinen, about this very phenomenon. Yeah, I think um, it's partly a sort of historic development and partly a conscious choice to, to concentrate on music. Uh, music had, and especially Jean Sibelius' music, had a very important role in the forming of the nation uh, when we became independent from Russia in early early uh, 20th century. So his sort of music was forming the, the national identity to a great great extent. So music had an important part in, in Finnish culture and, and forming the culture and society. But also it's been a conscious uh, decision that we concentrate on classical music education and we give the opportunity to as many children as possible so we get the talent. And we've seen the results. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say that. <laughs> Nearly 100% of the Finns have played a musical instrument at some point in their lifetime. And that's because music education at all levels is free. But if you're lucky and talented enough to actually get accepted into the Sibelius Academy, you have a pretty good chance of making it onto the world stage, as so many Finns have done. I also learned that the Sibelius Academy predates the composer for whom it was named. They renamed it for him during his lifetime. So what an incredible tribute to the enduring legacy of that composer. Let's hear what Thomas was talking about when he talks about the incredible results of the Sibelius Academy. This is composer Kalevi Aho, perhaps one of the most prolific composers in Finnish musical history. He has written a number of symphonies, concertos, other works for orchestra, large amount of chamber music, operas. And we had the chance to actually travel to his home. It was one of the very first interviews that we got. And we took the tram out a little bit away from the city center. He lives in the middle of a beautiful park. And it was just a wonderful environment for a composer to live in, I think. You could, you could be inspired just by going out on your front porch. We're going to play a little bit of his oboe concerto, the Presto Movement. Here's Kalevi Aho to talk about this music. I have, uh, in my recent weeks, had many influences from Arabian music. I have wanted to find a new relationship to the tonality. But not the old tonality, but some different tonality. And uh, then I began to study the classical Arabian music. Uh, they have very complicated scales. They call it makams. About 100 different makams. Also some makams with microintervals. And uh, then I have used in my oboe concerto some makams, and in the second movement I have used an Arabian rhythm called Aldisurzina. Rhythm in Arabian music is very complicated. The Western rhythmic rhythm is primitive compared to the Arabian, 
uh, rhythms. Uh, it, it is based on rhythm, rhythmical patterns which you repeat the whole time and the, the patterns can be very long and very complicated and th- then you can uh, you can worry uh, the, the patterns when you repeat them. That's composer Kalevi Aho talking about the influence of Arabic music, this idea of recurrent beat cycles that is such a huge part of Arabian music and the complexity of the rhythms. I love what he says, that uh, our rhythms here in the West are primitive compared to Arabian rhythms. Let's have a listen. This is the Presto movement from the Oboe Concerto. We're going to hear Piet von Boxtall, Oboe, with the Lati Symphony Orchestra, Martin Brabens conducting. Music of Kalevi Aho.
That's music inspired by Arabian rhythms and beat cycles, very complex rhythms that are going on and really drives the piece. We heard the composer Kalevi Aho himself talking about these influences in his music, and specifically in this piece, the presto movement of the oboe concerto. That was Martin Brabens leading the Lati Symphony Orchestra. Piet von Boxdahl was the oboist. This is the first in a two-part series called In the Field, Finland. We had the great opportunity to travel to Helsinki and talk to all of the composers that we're featuring over these two shows. Sometimes we were in their homes, and sometimes we were interviewing them in our apartment. We had a really wonderful apartment that quite by chance was in the Etutulu district, which is very near to the city center and all of the musical life of Finland. In fact, we're about a three-minute walk from the music center where the Finnish Radio Symphony performs, the Helsinki Philharmonic, they have a chamber music hall, a separate hall for organ music. The main body of the Sibelius Academy is housed there. It's just really an incredible place, a very state-of-the-art facility. Also around the corner from our apartment was the St. Erho's Pub, which is a very popular gathering place for musicians. One night, we were lucky enough to even run into Esa in there, and I thought it was really incredible that a figure of his stature would go out and have a drink with the musicians after a show. Well, in honor of the St. Erho's Pub and our chance encounter with Esa let's feature a piece of his. This is a movement from the violin concerto called Pulse II. Here he is to tell us about the rather unique inspiration for this music. I told a story once in a concert where I spoke about this piece from my youth. I was studying in Siena in Tuscany, and I had lunch on the Campo di Siena, which is the sort of medieval square in the middle of that little town, and and there was a waitress who served my lunch, and she was unbelievably beautiful and just like total angel. And I, I just lost my mind, as one does in, in one's early 20s. And that evening, I went to the only dance club of Siena those days with a friend of mine, Magnus Lindberg, actually, a well-known composer, colleague of mine. And we knocked off some beers and, and looked around, and, and the same girl came in, but in a sort of, latex disco gear <laughs> and I, I never forget that because it was like a female Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing that all of a sudden there was this sort of dark side of, of this angelic thing and, and of course I was unbelievably excited about this but, and, but equally hopelessly shy so it kind of came to my mind this story when I, I was writing the third movement because that's the sort of latex side of the violin so it's no longer the noble instruments expressing the sort of noble thoughts, but this is like a raucous night out in a 70s dance club. And there's also some synthetic folk music in that. I thought it has the sort of same simplicity and hopefully drive. Well, let's have a listen to the latex side of the violin, as Esapeka himself put it. This is Pulse Two from the Violin Concerto. We're going to hear Leila Yosefowitz as the soloist with the Finnish Radio Symphony and the composer himself conducting. Thank you. 
Esapekka Salonen conducting his own music. From his violin concerto, we heard the movement Pulse II. The great Leila Yosefowitz was our violin soloist, and she was performing with the Finnish Radio Symphony Orchestra. Well, this is the first in a two-part series called In the Field, Finland, music of Finnish composers that we were fortunate enough to be able to talk to on a trip to Helsinki. We've heard from three major, major figures so far in the Finnish musical landscape, and the very different kinds of pieces that we've heard from a very smoldery, dark kind of cello concerto, and then we went into a piece that was inspired by Arabian music, to a piece inspired by a late-night encounter in a club. We're hearing a lot of different things, and really the only thing that these composers have in common is that they were nurtured by this incredible system of support for music in Finland, not only the Sibelius Academy. This is really the support for music is embedded in the fabric of the society of Finland. It's something that we saw everywhere we went and heard from every composer that we talked to. And this system of support for music does not dictate what kind of music they write. They're not trying to get some kind of new Finnish sound. They don't care about that. And I think that's very, very fascinating. So we're going to hear a lot of different kinds of pieces from these Finnish composers, all of whom, again, were nurtured by this incredible system. Let's have a listen to a composer who was inspired by poetry. This is Lada Vinikoski. We're going to hear her piece, Love and Life of a Woman. Here she is to tell us about the inspiration for this music. Well, that's, um, that was a stage work. Um, I, I wrote it to be performed with uh, the famous song cycle by Robert Schumann, which I love, but of course I hate it as well, because the texts in Schumann's song cycle are sort of awkward, if you think if I'm a modern woman, having chosen a career of a composer, <laughs> it's, uh, they make me feel very uncomfortable. And so I wanted to somehow see if my music can make a conversation with this really strong tradition. I wanted to see if, if I can make something which is mine, but it still has a connection to that heritage that everybody would hear. I mean, I always hear it anyway. But my audience does not really know that I'm, I feel I'm going on with the 
heritage of the classical music. So in this piece, we had the two um, song cycles, Robert Schumann's and mine, not after each other, but but like between each other. And it was directing on stage. And I had a little ensemble of six people on stage and Schumann was accompanied by the pianist as usual and everything was sung in Finnish. That's composer Lotta Venakoski talking about the inspiration for love and life of a woman. I love this idea that you have in our day and age, of course a, a woman can be a composer, can be a professional composer, which was not something that women could necessarily have done in Schumann's day. And I also like the idea that these two pieces, her piece and the original Schumann cycle are meant to be performed together. Let's have a listen to three of the movements from Love and Life of a Woman. We're going to hear two different sopranos on the first and third of the songs. We're going to hear Tanya Kaupanen Savioki. On the middle song, we're going to hear Aya Resonen. And we're going to hear Pietari Inkinen conducting the Avanti Chamber Orchestra. Come on, 
heard three songs from the cycle Love and Life of a Woman by composer Lata Venikoski. That's music that's kind of simultaneously inspired by and a reaction to a piece of the same title by the composer Robert Schumann. Our performers were sopranos Aya Reisinen and Tanya Kapanen-Savayoki. We heard the Avanti Chamber Ensemble conducted by Pietari Inkinen. And the three poems that we heard were called You Are Near Me at All Times, I Waited with Bated Breath, and Never Make Friends With. These are all contemporary Finnish poems by women. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. This is the first in a two-part series called In the Field, Music of Finland, where I'm talking about the incredible support system for musicians and composers in Finland. You can find out more information about the program on our Facebook page or on our website at relevanttones.com. This is the first in a two-part series, In the Field, Finland, featuring music that's been created in large part because of this incredible support system for musicians and composers in Finland. We had this great opportunity to travel to Helsinki and talk to all of the composers that we're featuring. I'm going to play another piece for orchestra. You may have noticed there's been a lot of music for orchestra so far, and that's no accident. There are two major orchestras in Helsinki, the Helsinki Philharmonic and the Finnish Radio Symphony Orchestra, and both do a heck of a lot of commissioning not only commissioning established composers, they also commission young composers, sometimes even unknown composers. Several of the people that we talked to said that their first important commissions actually came from an orchestra, and that's a really unusual situation. Normally you work for chamber ensemble or even a pianist or somebody and work your way up to orchestra. So what an incredible opportunity these orchestras in Helsinki are giving composers. We're going to hear a piece by composer Asmo Tapio Rehela. It's called Barleni 9. It's an unusual name for a piece, and it's a very interesting story about how the piece was inspired. Here he is to tell us about it. It's an odd story because uh, this is a tribute or an orchestral portrait of uh, the Scottish soccer player Duncan Ferguson. You know, I'm a supporter of Everton Football Club, which is a a traditional old uh, Liverpoolian soccer team. And... uh, Duncan Ferguson came to Everton in 1994 and very quickly became a cult figure there. He was a bad boy on the pitch and uh, off the pitch. And uh, uh, for various reasons, uh, he uh, got into trouble. And in the end, he uh, he was sentenced uh, to uh, Barlini prison for three months in 1995. And... Uh, for an assault on the pitch, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, pretty odd. And I don't admire any of those bad things that he did, but uh, I got interested in him being such a cult figure because at the same time he uh, kept pigeons and uh, he, he was something of a movie figure. <laughs> you could think of a, a bad boy uh, with a, a softer side and... Uh, so it was, uh, he was a really interesting person and the phenomenon of uh, him being such a cult figure and fans favorite uh, at Everton inspired me to write this uh, 11 12 minutes uh, orchestral portrait Barlini 9 and uh, the prison name was Barlini and 9 was his uh, shirt number at Everton Let's have a listen now to Barlini 9. This is a piece inspired by a bad boy soccer player who also has a sensitive side. It's a rather long piece, so we're going to have to excerpt it, but we're going to hear as much as we can fit in of Barlini 9 by Asmo Tapio Rehele. We're going to hear the Finnish Radio Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Sakari Oramo. 
That's an excerpt of an orchestra piece called Barlinny 9, referring to Duncan Ferguson, a soccer player who was known as a bad boy, starting a lot of fights, but then also bred pigeons and had a very sensitive side as well. And the composer, Asmo Tapio Rehela, was very fascinated by him, by the, the duality of this person. We heard the Finnish Radio Symphony Orchestra with Sakari Oromo conducting. We've had a lot of orchestra music on the program today, and as I said, that's because a lot of composers get their first commissions from these major orchestras. But let's turn to a piece for a much smaller instrumentation. This is by composer Tomi Reisonen, who happens to be a friend of mine. I met him here in Chicago several years ago when he had traveled for a concert, and then I had a piece on that same concert, and we became friends. I talked to Tomi a little bit about his music, and especially about this piece that we're going to hear called Steno. So this is... Um, the commissioner Erik Bosgraf he's, uh, he's uh, from Holland, the Netherlands. He's a very good recorder player, and uh, we had a small session with him in Amsterdam year 2006, I think. And he first thing he told me that he doesn't like the sound of the recorder. So we that was the starting point. We we tried to invent something completely different and he we did experiments what kind of sounds you can get out from the the recorder so we we split the instrument in half and uh, taped all the holes and created these two tubes and then he started make all kind of funny sounds from the tubes and uh, okay and then there was a guitar i was thinking what can i do guitar so it's a little bit prepared guitar guitarist is, is banging the instrument with the knuckles and uh, using the slide. It's a very unconventional way of playing guitar. Then when I started to write the piece, uh, I thought of this steno, which was, which is uh, from Greek mythology. Steno was one of the three siblings uh, or Medusa. Medusa is the most famous one, that's the character w- who was able to turn man into stone with his uh, look, with his uh, glance, how do you say that? And uh, Steno and Uriale were the other two uh, sisters. So this kind of uh, idea of turning in the s- stone is represented in this piece a couple of times. The, the, it's very active piece, but then it just freezes, stops. So this, from well, a lot of things happen in this piece, but this this is one thing that's in the piece, so that gave the name for the piece. Let's have a listen. Steno by Tommy Raisonen.
What a fun rhythmic piece, Steno by Tomi Reisonen, talking about one of the sisters of Medusa. There were three sisters who could turn men to stone. One, of course, became very, very famous. This is her lesser-known sister. We heard Eric Bosgraf on the recorder tubes and Izhar Elias, guitar, again, music by Tomi Reisonen. Let's return to orchestra music for the last piece on the program today. I actually opened the program with an excerpt of the first movement of Notes on Light by Kaya Sariaho, and I want to play a little more of that wonderful cello concerto. Sariaho is a composer who has been very interested in electronic music over the years, and I think even as she began writing orchestral music and acoustic music, she's still interested in some of these sounds that you get from electronic music. She's definitely interested in finding new timbres. She's interested in the kind of tone modulations that you can get from electronic music by producing that acoustically. And she's interested in some of these textures that you can make electronically, but again, trying to make those acoustically. Here she is to talk about the role of electronic music in her development as a composer, and specifically the chance that she had to travel to Paris and go to IRCOM, which is Pierre Belez's famed center for electronic music. It was really important for me to go to IRCAM when I finished my studies in Freiburg because um, I was so interested in sound and I wanted to learn more about psychoacoustics and acoustics only. And, um, and the tools which were in 80s in IRCAM, they were exceptional. Now we all have those tools in our laptop, so <laughs> it's not a big deal. But then it was very, very important, and uh, it um, I had the possibility to learn more about sound, its behavior. I was working a lot with sound synthesis, and uh, really um, uh, it helped me to understand the parameters of sound, how to create interesting sounds, and... Uh, this affected also my orchestration then later. It's composer Kaya Sariaho talking about her development as a composer, especially at IRCOM, this interest in electronic music. We're going to have a listen now to the last movement of Notes on Light, her cello concerto. This is performed by the Orchestra of Paris with Christoph Eschenbach conducting, and Ansi Kartunin is the cellist. Music of Kaya Sariaho.
the music just shimmers into the distance. What a beautiful ending. That's Notes on Light, Cello Concerto by Kayasari Aho. We had Christoph Eschenbach conducting the Orchestra of Paris, and Ansi Kartanen was the cellist. This has been the first of a two-part series called In the Field, Music of Finland. We've heard an incredible variety of music by composers. Most of the music was fostered directly by the Finnish government because there's this incredible idea that music is an important part of the Finnish national identity and that is one of their great cultural exports. And of course, we're seeing the results of this on concert stages all around the world. This has been part one of a two-part series called In the Field, Music of Finland. We got to go to Helsinki and actually interview all of the composers that we're featuring. It's very hard to fit them all into two hours, but we're doing the best that we can. There is an explosion of music in Finland. In fact, most of the music that we heard on the program today was directly supported by the Finnish government, and they've decided that music is a really important part of the Finnish national identity and one of the great cultural exports that they can give to the world. And of course, we are seeing the results of this as Finnish composers and performers are making headlines on concert stages all around the world. Tune in next week for part two of Music in the Field, Finland, as we feature a film composer, more orchestra music, a Canadian expatriate who is having great success in Finland, and perhaps the best-known Finnish composer, Eino Juhani Rautavara, who was mentored early in his career by no less than Jean Sibelius. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders. For more information about the program and the artists we've featured, you can find us on Facebook, and you can hear this and all previous programs at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is brought to you in part by the generous support of GCM Grubner, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. In the Field Finland was made possible with additional support from Finlandia Foundation National, the Finnish Music Foundation in Helsinki, and FinSpark. I'm Seth Bosted, and this is the WFMT Radio Network. <laughs>